not just Parsha's Bamidbor, Sefer Bamidbor, Parsha Bamidbor, page 726. There are those, as we described last week, that even though the Gemara Megillah that we looked into last week about that uh, the Toichacha, the Klolish Shebe Teres Koyanim are always read before Shvuas to end the year with its its uh, curses and to start the year with its blessings and the Gemara asked is is Shavuos a Rosh Hashanah and the Gemara says yes it is a Rosh Hashanah because Al Peiros Elon on the fruits of the tree we are blessed and and determined how much fruits of the tree we're going to get on Shavuos which in itself is a question because you didn't answer the question Rosh Hashanah is Chol Boye Oilam life or death and everything in between is determined on Rosh Hashanah it's the blueprint and as we know every minute of Rosh Hashanah divided even by two days is a microcosm of the blueprint of the whole entire map of the coming year and therefore every moment of Rosh Hashanah that's why people don't sleep on Rosh Hashanah and and you know, we try to utilize every moment because like a blueprint, every inch is really not just an inch, but it represents yards and maybe even more than that on the on the final structure that's being built throughout the year. And the same thing, Shvuas says the Svarim HaKadoshim, that a person's Ruchnius, his connection to Torah, and his connection to Torah is so paramount to his success in life, in all areas of life, because Torah is is the not just the knowledge of Torah, but it's rather our connection through which we connect to the Rabbeinu Shalom, we connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we see the our higher selves. This is what's determined on the two days of Shavuos, or in Eretz Yisrael, the one day of Shavuos. This year they have Friday and Shabbos, and they're in the same boat as, as us, in a way. <clears throat> but this is what's determined. And that's why we don't sleep. We stay up all night, putting our best foot forward in learning, in dedication, and understanding the, how paramount Torah is to our existence and our success, and even understanding what is success, and, and what is failure and what is not failure these are all the what's at stake and therefore the parsha of the parsha of the the last parsha where we ended off the the pasuk ends off you can't get more of a lead-in to Shavuos than to say Bahar Sinai. But we know that Taisus and Megillah says that it's not really the Shabbos before, but rather we have Parshas Bamidbar, just like by before Shavuos. Before Rosh Hashanah, we have Parshas Nitzavim in between, and one can look at that as a buffer. We don't want to scare everybody from the rebuke and the curses not before Rosh Hashanah, not before Shavuos and therefore we read the Parsha of Nitzavim and we read the Parsha of Bamidbar 
before, right before Shavuos and right before Rosh Hashanah. But that would be a very superficial reading of the Chazal and the Rishonim, because that's not necessarily so. Parshas Nitzavim and Parshas Bamidbor, in different but similar ways, give us a different perspective of how we should understand the rebuke. And what makes the, it so difficult to follow? The parsha not to nitzavim, just to bring the, the example, atem nitzavim, hayoyim, kulchav. And Rashi brings that we were scared. We were scared by the commitment. We were scared by the possibility of the, what happens if we fail. And the Rebbein says, look, atem nitzavim, you're standing here. You're here. So you know how to do it. You know how to be successful. But the Pesach goes further and says, Rosheichem, Lifnei Hashem Elokeichem. You're all standing here in front of Hashem. What does that mean, in front of Hashem? Which means each person faces Hashem. We're not being concealed or hidden by someone else. Let me put someone else in front of me so they don't see me and all my blemishes. No, we're all Lifnei Hashem. Rosheichem, Shifteichem, Zikneichem, Shotreichem, Kol Ish Yisrael, Tapchem, the children, the Sheichem, the wives, Gercha, even the, the converts who have a past that they don't want to think about, Asher Beker Machanecha, Mechoi Tevatzecha, from the woodchoppers, until the Shoyev Memech, until the water drawers, which is not the highest paid profession in Klal Yisrael. All of them are Lufnei Hashem. And this is the message that we all have a relationship, we all have a mission, we all have a purpose. And again, when we turn to Parshas Bamidbar, it's also a similar message. Sefer Bamidbar is called the Sefer HaPkudim, the counting, the book of numbers. We all know it as. Why is it the book of numbers? Because in the beginning of Parshas Bamidbar, and again in Parshas Pinchas, we're going to have a census of the Jewish people. It's not the only time that the, that the Jewish people were counted. They were counted after the Eagle in Parshas Kisisa, which of course, if you look at the Malbum, something interesting, you'll see that he discusses why is it the same exact number, even if it's a year later, and 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 he has, a, he has a creative way of understanding that. But the question, of course, is what does counting mean? Counting could mean, on one hand, we want to know how many people, how large is, you know, and if, of course, you're preparing a meal, then the wife has to know how many people are coming to dinner? How many pieces of chicken do I cook? How much rice? How much vegetables do I prepare? You don't want to be caught too little, and of course you don't have too many, too much leftovers. And that's of course one aspect of the, of the counting, and we know the counting was 603,550 men between 20 and 60. And the Torah as it describes the counting, it tells us that we're counting su'u, which means to count, Take a census, that's the art scroll translation. Take a census. But su also represents raise up. Kisisa 
We use the term in Parshish Kisizu. You want to take a census, yes, but you also want to raise people. You want to lift them up and give them a glimpse to their higher self. And then it says, According to their families and according to the, their household of their fathers, according to the number of their names, every male according to his head count. So there are many different aspects to this counting. It's Mishpachoisam, Beisavoisam, Mispar Shemois, Kol Zocha Legul Guloisam. And each one has its area of what we're counting and what we want to accomplish with this counting. There's another aspect to this counting. We refer to the place, as is mentioned many times in, in Parshas. Har Sinai, and here we are introduced to Bemidbar Sinai as the desert of Sinai. Of course, the Har Sinai was in the desert of Sinai. What's the 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 difference between Har Sinai and Bemidbar Sinai? We counted all of the Shvatim and. We came up with a, with a number. Each one had their number. And each one had their heads of tribe, the Nisian. Then, of course, we have another counting as they were traveling in the desert. And it's on page 732, Perak Bez, by Daber Hashem el Moishev el Aharon Lamor. This first counting is only by Daber Hashem El Moshe Lemor. This counting of the Degolim, of the, of the groups of Shvatim that were traveling under a banner called the Degel, was, was introduced to Moshe and Aaron. Ish al digloi boisois lebeisa voisam yachanu. And here we, we are told of the, the counting of all the, the Shvatim and the groupings of Shvatim. There were four groupings of Shvatim, of course excluding the Levim. And that's how they traveled in the, in the Midbar. There was a Seder, an order of how they traveled and rested around the Mishkan. And this was a different focus, came out to the same number. And it's a lengthy part of the parsha. It takes up the first three, first two complete chapters. This is quite a long parsha. Parsha is Bamidbar. It's 159 psukim, one of the one of the longest parshias, because it goes through this numbering over and over and over again. And there's a numbering that we can call the klal and the prat. We know in the Yud Gimel Midas that the turn addresses we have klal and prat. When you have a klal and prat, so first you have a general rule, klal, klal Yisrael, and then you have a prat, you have a, a detail. When you have something that first the Torah introduces as a klal, and then it gives you the detail, 
So we say the klal only includes mash prat. This is what we say every morning when we say you'd give a midah shatur nidreshes. When we have a klal pratu klal, then the Torah goes back and makes it a general rule. So then it's including more more things. Everyone has its general rule, but there's a klal and there's a prat. And every single person, as they're being counted, has to be known that they represent themselves as an individual, as a prat. And each person has their own individual mission in life and goals, which are determined only by who they are and not compared to anybody else. And this is what one message that the Torah wants to give us very clearly before we enter Rosh Hashanah and before we enter Shavuos and the person prays for their both meanings of praise when he praises himself and he prays Davins for his success both before Rosh Hashanah for life itself and before Shavuos for his Ruchnius his connection his knowledge is one part of it his knowledge in Torah his connection to Torah he should understand his individual contribution, what he can contribute based on how he knows himself, how he's real with himself, how he's honest with himself. And in that way, he impacts not just himself and his circle, small circle of friends and family, but also the cloud itself. That also fits into the cloud. The cloud will be better only and, and through the honesty of each individual and each individual reaching their potential, not anybody else's seemingly uh, potential. And this is something that we go through all the time um, trying to determine what the goals are. And, but at the same time, we all we have to keep a a personal view of ourselves and also a cloud view of ourselves because we don't ju- in our individual role we don't just affect ourselves we, individ- we affect our surroundings and the people around us by carrying our <coughs> our weight and carrying our and that's that's what we call that cloud Yisrael came to Har Sinai Vayichan Shom Yisrael they came as one people, not robots, not cookie-cutter individuals, but rather people who are like-minded with common goals, even though they have individual roles and, and, and um, achievements based on, on how they view themselves and how they honestly should view themselves. And this is, this is why the, the Aser Sadibras and Shema Yisrael are the Medrash, and I think it's Yerushalmi, brings it together. That Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, is Anoichi Hashem Elokecha and Loyi Elokecha Elohim Acherim. Because the Achdus of 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 Shema Yisrael, the Kabbalas, O Malchus Shamayim, 
represents that oneness represents the the understanding the individual needs and carrying the individual responsibilities and this is what Bab Midbar is all about Bab Midbar is a desert and Chazal will say in many places that the Torah could only have been given in the desert where there's no civilization, there's no standard, there's no box not just thinking out of the box, there's no box but Midbar is desolate, it could be anything today we see Dubai, right, <laughs> what they built there it's all fake, it's all false, it's a desert you go to Palm Springs, it's also a desert, they build things it's all artificial, the whole thing is artificial but it's interesting to see that someone looked at this desert and said, you know, I see hotels, I see lush golf courses, I see all these things, but they can't grow naturally there. Kosh put us in the midbar and made us dream and accept upon ourselves the Nasev and Ishma of Torah because everything is, pot- everything is potentially possible. Every single person's goal is potentially possible. It's not like you live in the in the in Switzerland, in the Alps. You have to live by the 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 ecology and the weather and everything that's there. You live on the East Coast and the West Coast. It determines. Your, it's self-determined what you can grow, how you can grow it, how you should dress, and everything. But Midbor is a desert. And that's what, what the Torah said. You, Torah can only be given in a, in a desert. This is Chazal in many places. And this is, the, this is the challenge for us as individuals. This is the challenge for us as parents. This is the, the, the challenge for us as teachers. We, we look at our children, our students, our friends, and and we look at ourselves sometimes and we at one point or another we might stop dreaming we might stop growing we might stop looking at that vast potential desert and this is the challenge every year as we come into the Yom Tov of, of Shavuos to stop that to stop, to stop not thinking about the future and this is what the, the count of of Klal Yisrael is all about. How do we do this? So after we have the counting of the individual families, and then we have the collective counting of the the Klal Yisrael as they are camping around the Mishkan to appreciate that that's that's the living organism. The Mishkan is the is the heartbeat. It's the Torah. It's and in the Mishkan we cannot forget lies Matan Torah lies Har Sinai, because it was the first mitzvah that was given after Yom Kippur. After we got the second Luchos, was Parshas Truma to start collecting and building the Mishkan. The Asuli Migdash. The Shachanti B'Saycham was the extension 
of Har Sinai. It was how to bring Har Sinai down from the mountain into ourselves. V'shachanti b'soichem, the Shechina comes b'toich kol echad ve'echad. And that's when we looked at the Mishkan, we were able to see not only that, hey, I, you see that uh, embroidery? That was me. I did that. Everybody was able to see their machtisashekel that was permeated inside the Mishkan in all of the way things worked together. There was, it, was a, it was a Mishkan that was made up of parts, like a Lego, right? It was like a, or, or, or more, more like, like a uh, Lincoln Logs. Somewhere between Lincoln Logs and, and, and clicks and Lego. That's why there's such a fascination. Why do children never tire from Lego? Why? You get boxes and boxes of Lego, you never stop buying big ones and small ones because the potential is endless, limitless. Children represent endless possibilities, never bound by one thing. Today they, you give them a box of hats and, and clothing, they dress up because they always see themselves as never finished products. They can always imagine. Their imagination is so healthy and should be encouraged. We also have this imagination. But as we get older, we sort of solidify our, with, with the responsibilities of life, <laughs> those things called children that we have must support and think about, we have to put roots down. Roots, meaning that, is that you know once a tree is an apple tree, it can't think about growing oranges. It's always going to grow apples and its seeds will always produce apple trees we through our connection with Torah sitting around the Mishkan have to always, it's part of our nature we have to stay alive and stay relevant in the, in the aspect of of rebirth that's what Shavuos is all about and we see the next parasha Per Gimel Paragimel, I think this is the progression in the parsha. The progression in the parsha is <clears throat> look at page seven thirty six. Ve'ela told us Aaron to Moshe, "Be'yom diber Hashem as Moshe bar Sinai." What a pasuk! These are the generations of the name. These are the generations of Aaron and Moshe. Why does it put Aaron before Moshe? Beyom on the day Asher Dibar Hashem as Moshe Bar Sinai. It's a it's a complex pasuk. It's referring back to the that day in the beginning of the parsha. He spoke to him where in Midbar Sinai, which is referring to Har Sinai, one aspect of Har Sinai. Be'ohel Mohed in the meeting in the, in the Mishkan. And here he's saying, referring back when he talks about the generations of Aaron and Moshe on the day that he spoke, that Hashem spoke to Moshe Bar Sinai. So asks Rashi, so there's a lot in that Pasuk. I'm just dissecting it and telling you to look at it. It's a, it's, there's a lot going on in this Pasuk, a lot of imagery. That, that's being brought to the forefront. Asks Rashi the famous question that Ve'ela told us Aaron and Moshe, these are the generation of Aaron and Moshe, but Ve'ena Maskele, Bnei Aaron. 
when you look at the thing, all, all he brings the the children of Aaron and doesn't mention the children of Moshe. Why is that? So says Rashi that the Pasuk is teaching us not just about Toldois, organic, real children, why are the children of Aaron called the children of Moshe? The Fishalamdam Torah. Because Moshe taught the children of Aaron Torah. As the Gemara in Erevin says very clearly that, well, that Aaron that Moshe sat and taught Aaron Torah and then Aaron took a seat and then he taught Elazar Nisamar maybe Narav and Avil before they died right Torah, then they sat on the thing so Aaron heard it four times from Moshe, the Gemara Erevin says and then the children of Aaron heard it three times and then they taught it the Fishalamdam Torah says the Pasuk on 736 Melamed shekol hamelamed is ben chaveru Torah malol of a kos of kilu yoldoi. Took a more in Sanhedrin. We learn from here: whoever teaches his son of his friend, it's not his biological child. He teaches the son of his friend Torah. Malol of a kos of the Torah considers it, meaning in that ilui. That malol means he, you're, you're uplifted in an uplifted form. There's biological, which is earthly, you plant a seed it's going to plant, grow what did you plant but my love of Akasav on the higher side of things in the higher planting in the higher uh, realms you, it's considered Ki'ilu Yolda like he gave birth so the Meforshim both Rebellio Baruch Finkel in his beautiful Sefer Mishulchan Rebellion Baruch, which I'm sure is going to be translated to English one of these days because it's so popular, but it's so gishmak in Hebrew as well. It's not a hard Sefer to read. It came out, he passed away, he was one of the Rashivas in the Mir in Yushalayim, of course, in the great Finkel family, great Rebbe, a lot spoken about him. Um, he asks, there's another Gemara. In, also in Sanhedrin, later in Sanhedrin, in the more esoteric Perak Chelek of, of Mesechta's Sanhedrin, that says, Omer Eish Lakish. is ben chaver Torah, ma'alol avakosav kilu asoi. It's like he made him. So now he asks, says, one place says, like you gave birth to him, and one place says, like you made him. And each one brings a different Pasuk. This Pasuk is from our Parsha, Ela told us Aaron and Moshe, and there it brings a pasuk by Avram Avinu, Nefesh Asher Osu a very famous pasuk, which, by the way, not not by the way, not it's not a small point. That's where the Gemara in Avodah Zorah says that the two thousand years of Torah. You know, the world is divided into 6,000 years, 2,000 years, just evolution. Let's call it evolution for no better reason. And 2,000 years of Torah, the 2,000 years of Torah begin from when, asks the Gemara in the first parak of Avodah Zarah. The Gemara says, well, shouldn't it start from Matan Torah? 
that's the Gemara's the Gemara's being a shakla vataria. It's it's uh, tickling us in in a in a learning way, tickling us. That's your first, That's what you would think, but we know it, it's not because it's many years off. And therefore, when does it start? It starts from Esan Nefesh, Asher also Bukharan, hundreds of years earlier. Because if you started from Matan Torah, which was what year from the creation? 1948. 1948. Uh-huh. 1948, which is also a, a big year. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? But mm-hmm. 2448. Mm-hmm. What you ask? You asked. Yeah. Uh, so Matan Torah. Uh-huh. Was when two four four eight two four four eight mm-hmm. and Avramavino Avramavino that's you're missing four hundred and forty eight years mm-hmm. if it, that's two thousand years of Torah you're four hundred forty eight years off <laughs> so what happened four hundred forty eight years oh, before that the Sanefesh Hashem also Bechara so. It's, what's, what's the what's the Gemara telling us that when Avram Avinu's first mission, Avram Avinu was not Moshe Rabbeinu, he was Avram Avinu, right? The first Jew, the first of the Avos. He had his mission. What was his mission to bring monotheism to the world, make that Kiddush Hashem of that people should believe in one God and not be misled. And that's what he taught to the world. Tens of thousands of people, the Rambam says. Really? Yeah. The Rambam in the beginning of Hilchas Avodah says, when Avraham Avinu came on the scene, tens of thousands of people were influenced. That's probably a small number. There'd be hundreds of thousands of people. They were introduced to monotheism, but they weren't made Gerim. Rashi uses the Lushan that Avraham Avinu was Megayer the Gerim and... Sarah was Megayeras as a notion. But it's they they he made them because he made them into believers. Making someone is not giving birth to them. There are two different levels, says Rebellion Finkel, and I saw this also in another beautiful saber that I recently got it. Haroifilishvure Lev from Abhilo Zaks, the Rosh Hashiva um, of, of Hebron, and he started his own yeshiva. Um, he also brings this and makes this, this diuk, and, and many people make this diuk that Avraham Avinu's teaching of, of Emuna didn't necessarily translate into making them full fledged Gerim, making them Jews. Because, or else there would have been. Many more people at, at Har Sinai, and when they were offered the Torah, they didn't want it. What happened? So he brings the picture. The Blazer says that they all left. They all left the fold. They after Avraham Avinu died, they slowly lost their amuna and got involved in other things, which is okay, because still he accomplished that monotheism is the dominant belief in the world, Christian, Muslim. It's all based on a monotheistic belief system. That came from somewhere. That came from Avraham Avinu. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody says. This is right. But that's Kilu Asoi, like he made them. 
also made them, but then there's a higher level of Kilu Yolda that you gave birth to them. That's a eternal connection. A parent, you can see the spitting image of the father, mother, grandfather, you know. It's like the guy complains, you know, he, he, his child looks exactly like his mother in law, and that irks him every day, you know. I'm just joking. I love my love my mother-in-law. Um, but Kiwi Yolda is biological, is in the genes. It's a it's a creation and a building blocks that is eternal. That's a much deeper, much more profound effect and influence. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu, through Torah, we're saying that through Torah you can create a bond that is eternal, that is constant. Not only eternal, part of being eternity is that it's constant. And if, if it's Hilu Yolde, that's only how it affects another. But it's the same thing how it affects you. And that's where we come to Shavuos. That's the message of Parashas Bamidbar. That's Ki'ilu Yoldai, the Har Sinai, and Bamidbar Sinai, when we strip ourselves of everything that we, that we have locked ourselves and limited ourselves. So you go into a room, you meet someone for the first time. So you want to get to know them. What's the first question you ask? What do you do? That's the least. Never. Yeah. I, I don't. Know, that's what you do for Parnassa. That's not who you are. I can go six months a year, and I don't have. I, I have someone in my house every Shabbos. Learn with them, talk to them, schmooze with them, and then I meet someone. And say, oh yeah, I met. Uh, who's that guy with? with oh, yeah, it's a guy with. What for, we're learning. Says, what does he do? He says. I don't know. I never that never came up in the conversations. Yeah, what? I can't believe it. You, you they eat at your house all the time. They learn with them, and you walk and talk with them. And you, no, we talk about real things. We talk about Torah. We talk about eternity. We talk about life. We talk about yeah. I don't know what they do, uh-huh. and they scratch their heads. Says. Uh-huh. How, how can that be? Up, I said, how can it not be? Because Ki'ilu Yoldai, HaMalamid Ben Chaveri Torah, if you want to really create a bond, an eternal bond with someone, don't get stuck on what color shirt they're wearing or what kind of yarmulke is on their head. I don't notice that either. But that took a while. Usually that's the first thing. Oh, I wrap... I, I, I know who he is. He walked, he's wearing that yarmulke. Or that kind of shirt, or those kind of shoes. Boom. I got them all labeled. I got them all down pat. And it's so false, because you speak to anybody. Every person has such a depth, has such a, a, a wealth of, of personality and potential and... and, and, and uh, Midas and character and, and so much depth or potential for it, right? Like a child, like a child with a building blocks of Lego. That's what the Torah is teaching us here. Moshe Rabbeinu 
We don't want to know his children, his biological children. We want to know how he was capable of Muhammad Ben, what the power of Torah is. That's what's being taught here in Parshat Bamidbar. That's the introduction to Torah. Let's undo, let's go back to the desert. And let's... Surah Finkel saying, made means gave belief, but not eternity. Right. Does, I, right. Made has had an influence on them. I taught you them. something. I, I, I taught them Emuna. But Moshe Rabbeinu was able to, he was, that's what was his mission, to be the Nisan HaToyra, was to create this energy. It was a new energy in the world. A new energy. It didn't exist before. Moshe Kibel Umasrua. What did he give? He gave over this energy that a person can relate to Torah and make an eternal influence on others and himself. Whatever is being said about someone else is has to start from himself. Kilu Yolda, because he can give birth to that. He understands that internally, and therefore he looks at himself as not a final product. So what I'm retired from, that doesn't mean I'm nowhere. I'm, I am now, I, I am, I'm so diverse, I am so great, I have to find what my next mission is. What is my next mission in life? Now that I have a few gray hairs, and I have a lot of experience of life. That's why the Gemara Kedushan says, you stand up for a, a older guy, because they have experience of life. Ki'ilu Yoldoi, there's the experience of life aspect. That's Torah. Where does it come from? That's Torah. And this is, this is what Moshe Rabbeinu was, was saying in this counting, especially of the Levium, that had a special, special counting. Mm-hmm. There were 22,000 Levium. Is that just an arbitrary number? 22,000 refers to the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. Klal Yisrael is called Yisrael because it's, it's, it's in the Svarim Akdashim say it's Yeshishim Ribui Oisius Latoira. Every Jew has his letter in the Torah. I, the Gemara Kedushin says that there's less than half of that. There's not 600,000 letters in the Torah. There's le- even less than half mm-hmm. of it. So what does it mean? Mm-hmm. So there's many different pirushim in pshat. It means every letter is, is a combination of many letters. An aleph is mm-hmm. two yuds and a vav. Mm-hmm. So that's three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how he types it up. Yeah, a tuf is a, a resh mm-hmm. and a vav. You know, every mm-hmm. letter is com- mm-hmm. made of many letters. Mm-hmm. Then you have the the whites of it, you know, in mm-hmm. in the in the pay you have a base. The white of the inside of the pay is a base. That's you count that up, you'll have close to six hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. But but that also has a message. Sometimes my individual role is a supportive role. Well Hashem, you know, Hollywood gives a a, 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 a uh, uh, an award for being a supportive actor, right? <laughs> <laughs> but they're not the first ones. We also yeshishim uh, ribu to be the supportive little letter inside to make the aleph is also a role. To be the father, to be the brother, to be a sister, to be to be a, a father-in-law, mother-in-law is is a role, and sometimes a difficult role because you deal with different types of people. 
it's 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 a challenge, but that's that's Torah. Kilu Yoldai, rebirth yourself. Not he has to find out what I'm like. No, as a father-in-law, I have to embrace this new child, either my son's wife or my daughter's husband. And f- I didn't raise them. I don't know them. I, they were a resume, and now they're my son and my daughter sitting at my Shabbos table, right? <laughs> Who is this guy? Who is the, yeah. They're asking kashas that I don't, I never heard of before in the Seder. I didn't prepare for it, right? But I have to, I have to come out of myself. That's, that's the eternity of Torah. Kilu Yolda. You have that inside you. Obviously because it was, it was a determined way before our times who your children are going to marry. That's the rebirth. That's the eternity of Torah. Embrace it. Enjoy it. Rediscover yourself. That's what keeps us alive. We have to remind ourselves every single day. And this is what we... So this is the kilu yoldoi kilu asoi. There are things that we do and are you know, up to a certain point, but there are certain things that have to be down to the biological core. And down kilu yoldoi that has to become like like a birthing of someone. Each Jew has an olam haba chelik, but it's, he's saying like it's a, the Torah you give them is an eternal impact. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. and this is this is really what why we 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 decorate. I heard from Nissen Kaplan why we decorate the shuls with flowers and trees. Because in that desert, Chazal tell us that all of a sudden the mountain sprouted with flowers. From where? It's a desert. There's no seeds. There's no. But Torah is Milo Vakosov. It has a Milo. It's beyond the nature. It, we can re, rebirth ourselves and grow on a on a more than a biological. The biologics of Torah. Is limitless, and that's the kilu yolda. Just look at Har Sinai. Bring flowers into your home on on Shavuos and look at it and say, "I can do this. I can re, re, be reborn again." I know it sounds a little not uh, yeah. not so Jewish, but yes. but I can I can I can I can I can do this, and not just live with the initial meaning. Oh, you know, I like him. I don't like him. I do like her. I get along with her. I, you know. No, we can break through that and it can become Kilu Yolda and now it's a whole new beginning. And we can drive that. It's our responsibility. You have a son-in-law or a daughter-in-law, learn how to relate to them. It's exciting. It's new. And you can do that. We're not locked into... And this is what we, we, daven, we daven for. The Brewer writes... Mishnah writes in Hilchas Birchas Torah every single day. Mishnah Bura writes something he doesn't write. We say the bracha Asher Bochar Boni have chosen us from all the nations. That's Maimed Har Sinai. Says the Mishnah Bura. Remember these words. You should have them posted on your fridge. V'tamid tiet filas ha'av v'ha'em shigura b'pm. Always. This is in Simon's Mem Zayin. In the Shulchan Aruch, Arachaim, Hilchas Birchas Hatoira, Mem Zayin, Sifkot and Yud in the Mishnah Bura. 
the Tamid always the prayer of the Father prayer is a higher level than mitzvah every time we do a mitzvah it's a mitzvah yeah it's a mitzvah every day because, but it's a tefillah says the Mishnabur in that bracha you should say a tefillah the father and mother shgura befir should be common, should roll off their tongues that's shgura bepiyam to daven for their children they should be learners of Torah not even Talmud Chachamim people who engage in Torah because when you're engaged in Torah you're engaged in Yoldai you're rebir- re- re- being reborn constantly and therefore he says you should have a lot of kavana not just little kavana a lot of kavana you should have in mind your children and your children's children they're not born yet a little baby right you just had a baby you're talking about it but your children's children that's the chen kishoimer. Listen to this. The chen kishoimer uvalotzim. When you say uvalotzim every day, lemaloniga larik v'lo neilid labahola. That we shouldn't niga larik. Niga means yegiya. We shouldn't have our efforts for not. Rik is empty. Rake empty. V'lo neilid and don't give birth labahola for upheaval, uh, un- unrest. Two words, niga and neiled. Niga is touch, right? Niga is is touch. Yeah, yegia, negia, yegia means effort. Effort. I want to say these are these two things we talk about. Asoy to do, make. That's niga. Lorik shouldn't be for for empty for things that are taking us nowhere. But Vloinela, that's the higher level of giving birth to something, making a eternal connection beyond the biologics of it. Lebehola for upheaval for for unrest. This is what we say in the in the Uvalotzion. And what are the words that preface that? The words that preface that are Borucheloqenu Ashebron Shebronu Blessed is, blessed is you, Akharish Borhu, that you created us for your honor. What does that mean? Well, it means your, your honor. We're here to do, make a Kiddush Hashem, to represent you and, and bring your honor into the world. Which, by the way, connects with the Talmudic Rabbi Kiva, Shaloi Nogu They didn't, on whatever level, they weren't the representatives mm-hmm. of covered Shabron Lechvoidai. Then it says, and you separate us from those who make mistakes, those who are off off the off the wall. Oh, right? off the world. Yeah. And then it says, you gave us the Torah of truth. That's Torah Shibiksav. This is from the tour. That's Torah Shabal Peh. You gave us a Torah Shabbat Then, open up our hearts to your Torah. So we will be able to affect 
ourselves on the both levels of the yigia, negia, nega, which is asoi, to make ourselves. That's kilu asoi to have an effect on the world on even even uh, any level, like Avram Avinu, and the deeper level, inayle labahola, to give birth for unrest. That's talking about the the madrega Moshe Rabbeinu. The Moshe Rabbeinu gave us the ability to to that we can give birth on a higher level. This is what we're this is what Mishnah says on, that when we, on this on this that the mm-hmm. you should also have this this to be mispalal on your children constantly. That when I look at them, I don't look at them by by their limitations. On the contrary, I look at them with the the unlimited potential of mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's a beautiful, and this is how we should look at ourselves. Because if we look at ourselves yeah, that yeah, way, yeah. then we will look at uh, everybody else in that light. It has to start from ourselves. This is the this is the introduction of Shvuas, Baparshas, Bamidbar, Sefer, Bamidbar, the Pekudim, the counting, and of course the counting, which is the culmination in Paragimel of Eila told us Aaron and Moshe that we get the Chiddush here that Moshe Rabbeinu was given that, the possibility to birth the Torah to us that we can have an effect Ki'ilu Yoldoi Mamish like it's being birthed, it's coming out of our, our, our and has our, has the but not our DNA it has the DNA that the Torah intends the Torah's Emes and the Chaye Oilam and the Metz Hashem will give us the, the the bracha that we can accomplish this and read the hear the parsha this week and have another level of introduction to the Hilgiyantiv of Shavuos. Amen.